Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Marvel's Ace Content Enthusiasts. We are here. Today with me is Luke and Elisa. We are discussing the final episode, episode six of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. One world, one people. What a crazy episode. We were so afraid they wouldn't get everything wrapped up in 50 minutes, and here we are. Uh, yeah, and boy, oh boy, did they. In, in far less than 50 minutes, if I might add. It seems like everything kind of wrapped up about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like the pacing was very, like, it started, and then they went, bam, 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 bam. All right, that's everything. Now we can just kind of see everybody recovering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll start at the uh we'll start at the beginning. Um it was interesting to me that we just kind of started with everything happening already. When I feel like in the last episode we kind of I know that we ended with them already breaking in, uh the flag smashers already breaking in and like stopping the meeting. But it just kind of seemed like all of a sudden everybody was there. Yes. Like, okay, I put that anything is possible whenever you play fast and loose with your timeline, which is what I think they've been doing this entire series. We have no idea how long it's been since they started on this fun little adventure of friendship and violence. But getting, like, Sharon all the way there after they found out that something was going on with this meeting seems a little bit impossible. Unless, again, things have been really, really wibbly and we just have no idea what's happening. I totally agree. I... I I liked that they just they were like okay look don't worry about it everybody's here let's get into it but it was just like a, I had to take a moment and then I had to like go back into my notes from last week's episode and I even considered watching the end of last week's episode again because I was like hold on wait I don't <laughs> think anyone was there yet and then all of a sudden Bucky's there and Sharon's there and all of these police officers and everything is there and it's just like it seems like 
they picked up inside right where they left off in the last episode, which is like it just kicked off. But outside, it's like it's been going on for at least three hours for everyone to be set up and the roads are barricaded and everything like that. I just I was like, what is the timeline of, of last episode to this episode? Yeah, that's that's the struggle with this is like, I think you just kind of feel the pressure of like behind the scenes of like, well, if we're only given so many episodes, kind of got to like faults the script a little bit. You know, they probably definitely could have extended this out a couple more episodes and and really built up to this final moment because, yeah, this was a really fun episode. But agree 100 percent with what both of you have said, like, (laughs) um, you know, it's it's one of those disappointing things of like. Why couldn't we just get like one more episode to lead up to this? Um, (laughs) So it all all makes sense, you know. Um, versus like, oh, all of a sudden, yeah, everyone's here and we're just going to get right into it. Yeah, they're just like, shut up. Do you want this to happen or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did really like Sharon's, um, her Mission Impossible <laughs> mask that she like pulls off. But I was so confused how like, okay, so she pulls the mask off and Bucky's like, hey, aren't you worried people are going to recognize you? And she's like, no one's looking for me here. Then why'd you have the mask on in the first place? Did you literally wear the mask just to surprise Bucky and then pull the mask Definitely. off? <laughs> there was, there was no point just, in that. Or, or, again, this kind of goes behind the scenes of like, oh, we still have this much money. What can we do with this? Oh, let's do like this cool like disguise. <laughs> but now I've watched this episode once. Um, and a couple of the past episodes, I've like watched them and then gone back and rewatched them. But now, like, I definitely want to just start at the beginning and go through it again. But to that note, I may just need to go back and watch this moment because I wonder if that was a clue. I didn't really focus too much on like what the disguise was. If it could have been a clue mm-hmm. to like a character reference, like in a, in a comic, um, or if it's just some generic. Yeah, even even somebody that maybe we've seen before. And that would be interesting to watch the whole series and look for that guy right. again. Because then if we saw him anywhere, we could be like, oh, that's Sharon. Didn't Natasha wear that same mask in either, uh, I think it was in uh, Winter Soldier. Or maybe it was Civil War. It's been a while since I've watched Winter Soldier, but now it's like a... It's gotta it's go back po- I mean, it's, po- it's yeah. definitely I think, possible. I think that there was a scene where she was supposed to be blending in with like u.s government people or something like that and then like in the middle of it she just like pulls it off and she's like ah and yeah yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah i, I think yes that that's it. it's when she's with nick fury that would make sense yes. yeah that'd be a good nod yeah so that's i thought it was just a cute reference to that slash if you have that mask you're definitely going to use it whether you need it or not <laughs> like okay if you had that you know you're going to use it for two things because you know we're not having to infiltrate any kind of shady organizations you're going to use it to play tricks on your friends or you're going to make yep. yourself look super hot those are the only <laughs> two options <laughs> yeah and she's playing a trick on yeah, her friends probably use it. <laughs> I uh I was super excited when we finally get to see Falcon like that was probably the coolest character intro I've seen in this show so far with him just like the shield smashes the window. You see him silhouetted through the window and then he like busts through but in his new al- even, outfit. Even before that, just because this is all taking place in the evening. So it, it almost had this like Dark Knight Batman-esque feel to it is like you just glance up in the sky and you, you just see 
the falcon wings like so he still has the wings <laughs> he's not giving those up but you just see that kind of it's almost you know the equivalent to you know batman's hopping from building to building and then uh burst in <laughs> through the window and he's got the new suit and that yeah what do you guys think of his new suit i'm for you it. go first <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm for it you know i think uh it definitely it definitely flows with the suit from the comic um and kind of like circling back to things like we've talked in previous episodes like just all the various gadgets he still has all of these he's got his little buddies back and definitely utilizes his i mean the suit is utilized perfectly in this episode with all the various gadgets and stuff and on top of that he's got the shield now but i just like how he's not falcon anymore the first time when someone says, you know, hey, Falcon, he's like, I'm Captain America. Like, he is now fully, mm-hmm. like, he's owning this. He's like, I'm meant to be Captain America. I am Captain America now. I liked it, too. I thought that it looked great. Mackie is wearing the heck out of it, of course. But I wanted to know where the top of his head was. <laughs> Just, I mean, like, I, I'm not sure why they left that out. And so to me, it was mildly distracting. And I mentioned it to Mason and he's like, yes, that was the first thing I saw. You can see the top of his head. Yeah, I agree. I, I did really like that it was so true to the comic because I feel like apart from Iron Man, which like it's pretty hard to make Iron Man not look like he's from the comic. Everyone else had kind of like an updated outfit. And I felt like this was the first time that we saw a almost true to comic outfit like a true to comic version of an outfit where it, there wasn't a whole lot changed. If you look at a picture of the co- the comics of Captain Falcon versus this, it's like the same. The only issue that I had with it was, I don't know if it's like maybe Anthony Mackie just has small shoulders or what, but the shoulder pads made it look like his, his arms like went up and then dipped in and then back up to his neck. And I, it, they just looked like the shoulder pads were too big for him. And if those weren't there, it would have looked normal and it would have looked fine. But something about that, every time it was like that MCU of him, I was like, man, his shoulders look really weird. What's going on He's just there? doing the 80s working girl silhouette. <laughs> Maybe they're full of vibranium. I don't know. Those shoulder pads? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we get to see not only him use some of his Captain America training that he was doing in the last episode, uh, but we get to see him fight with the shield and pair it with the wings. And I think there are so many like fun moments where he like boosts forward with his wings, but uses the shield to attack or he like, you know, smacks him with the shield and then spins and hits him with his wing. And I was like, this is cool. Like, I mean, it, it makes it more, not more believable that he could go toe to toe with super soldiers, but you kind of forget that he's not a super soldier. You're just like, Oh yeah. Like look at him kick butt until he throws the shield and Batrock throws a like wire metal and plastic chair. And somehow that cancels out the shield, (laughs) the vibranium, fast thrown shield gets knocked out of the air onto the ground by like a five dollar (laughs) chair like i thought that was a little goofy 
was just like, well, this doesn't make sense. But I understand that yeah. it was a way for like him to then have to do like fist to fist fight. But that, that that was a little weird for me. It, it took me out of the moment. Yeah, I, things like that were definitely a little weird. And oh, there's so much to talk about in this this sequence because there's so much going on with all the various fight scenes. Um, but even even kind of to that note, bringing up like when Walker comes back and starts fighting to try to join in. You know, this this was the one thing I was kind of looking forward to was like, okay, what did he make his mm. shield out of? Because in that post credit scene, you know that he's he's kind of in this zone and he still wants to be Captain America. So you see him making a new shield, and we're all like, "Ooh, is it? You know, what does he have access to?" And I was I was a little pleased to see that it was just <laughs> just nothing metal. special. Like it got it got destroyed. It was just yeah. <laughs> I told y'all <laughs> it's from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yeah, it was like Hobby Lobby. Is, did anyone see the uh, the TikTok somebody made that was like the scene of him putting that shield together, but they paired it with the music from the Home Depot commercials? Oh man, it was perfect. <laughs> it was so good. And after watch like watching it get hit one time and immediately dent, I was like, Home Depot. He that's where he. Got all his stuff from Home yep. Depot. <laughs> he did not allow the sales associate to provide him with assistance. He thought he had it. <laughs> I I liked that too. It, it was kind of funny if you listened to them as well. The sound effects of the actual shield being swung around and hitting things versus the like clunky, clangy metal sounds of his shield Every time he'd like swing it through the air or like smack it against something, it was like clang, crang. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a cool little detail that they put in there just to be like, yeah, no, it's it's like a crappy homemade metal shield <laughs> versus like the actual like yeah. vibranium. It just sounds like someone's pulling aluminum foil out of the package. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Poor things. It was funny, too, that he I know that we kind of talked about it last episode, too, that like he's putting the shield together because he still thinks of himself as Captain America, but he's a super soldier and he still goes mm -hmm. into this fight with this shield. And anytime he drops it, he immediately runs to pick it back up as if it's like, no, no, I can't do this without my shield. I have to have the shield. Right. And it's like, I, I think it's a cool character trait for yeah. him to show that, like, mm -hmm. you know, obviously he can't be Captain America, right? He's so dependent on, the, like, the shield is what makes Captain America when that's not what makes Captain America. Um, but it was cool yeah. that that those moments were thrown into this fight where we've already seen him break. Like, he's already lost it. Um, but then he came back and he was still, like, struggling to maintain this appearance of Captain America. He still had his suit... He had this new shield that he's made. I'm glad we got to see that he did, in fact, put that little metal inside the shield. So that kind of, I was like, oh, okay, that's why you showed us that he picked that up. I, you know, they never really explained it. So yeah, just kind of to motivate him, just kind of mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, this is this is who I am. This is what I've done. Like, keep going, mm -hmm. keep fighting. I expected him to do so much worse than he did because i was expecting him to maybe show up also fight team thanos and then tell like you know uh falcon slash new captain america and bucky 
you know, I don't need you. I'm on my own. I'm doing this for me. But instead, he like started being, first of all, effective in fighting people and also working with them like they've been partners all this time. And I, yeah, very buddy buddy. Yeah, I, w- I was just completely thrown by that. I was like, I was expecting him to show up and be another one of the 400 villains they have to fight in this episode. <laughs> and he wasn't. He showed up and he was like doing his little good thing after the really sinister shield forging in credit scene. Mm-hmm. Just, okay. I think that goes back to what Luke was saying that it seemed like they didn't budget the show for six episodes they maybe budgeted for eight episodes but only got six so they were like all right we need to like wrap up all these stories like super quick so that we can do the extra stuff at the end because it was kind of like he he's he's like walking in all serious with his new shield and you're like oh my god he's gonna kill somebody and doesn't really lose it that much like even when he's staring at the metal i was like here's here he's gonna lose it and he's gonna like cut someone in half with this metal shield no instead he like fought him a little bit and then he saved all those or he tried to save all those people in the truck and i was like oh so wait he's just good all of a sudden <laughs> like we went from the la- like you said Lisa, in the last episode that him putting together that shield was like he's on a mission to like mess some people up. And then this episode, it was like, I'm a hero. Here I am to save the day. And it's just like, sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everyone was fine with it. (laughs) Even after the fight, he and Bucky have that moment where he he says the uh, Lincoln quote. And Bucky's like, Mm -hmm. Lincoln, really? And he's like, yeah, he's great. He's like, not when you say it. And I was like, what is this like comedy (laughs) moment between them? Like, we don't like John Walker. Why do you like him now? Yeah. It's kind of like a struggle of like they're they've lost the path of where they're going. But anyway, we'll get to the big moment with Walker later. Um, two things to probably circle back on the helicopter moment and then what was going on with uh, Sharon and Bucky during all of this. Mm-hmm. So the helicopter moment was just awesome. That was like <laughs> the most fun of the episode I thought was um Really getting to see him utilize all of his gadgets in his new suit. The whole moment of being able to like just connect with the people, the hostages in the helicopter to like just scan to see like what kind of like who are the backgrounds of these people. Right. Like in a way that's like creepy, but it's kind of cool <laughs> because this is like with a tech background. You know, these are things that that me and my friends have always joked about is like eventually we're going to get like glasses. Um that could be able to do this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So seeing it on screen, it was like, it's a little creepy, but it's kind of cool at the same time. But being able to like say like, okay, this person has a background in flying. So we need to like be able to like communicate with her and let's get everyone to safety. Yeah. I thought it was such was a so cool, cool moment. And, and it was exciting because he was like, Hey, Red Wing, go do this. And it was like, Oh, mm-hmm. he's got Red Wing back. And then yep. like two minutes later, there are two red wings that pop out. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he has like multiple red wings. Like, right. oh, this is crazy. And they had like little laser beams and they did all kinds of stuff in the episode that I was like, man, these red wings are cool. Like it, his tech went from, he could fly with these wings to he's like a superhero. Not that he wasn't before, but like now he's like an actual mm-hmm. superhero with like, Mm-hmm. I mean, he's up there with Iron Man with these cool little 
Red Wings fly around. He's got the goggles that he can like see all this information. He's able mm-hmm. to like talk to this lady through her earbud and like text her phone without even doing anything while he's flying. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like he got all these powers just like that. Didn't even have to like learn how to use them. Was just flew into the episode knowing how it all worked. <laughs> there was no test run with this thing. Yeah, no. And if this was the test run, it was a really good test run, I guess. Right. I mean, think of how much time he spent like underwater. He kept yeah. getting in situations where he was like thrown underwater and then like all of the, the things were falling on top of him. But um, no, he just seemed to fly underwater. Yep. It's just like, no, nothing. Yep. Good to know that it works underwater. <laughs> I think my favorite feature of the suit is the part where I think it's a little bit later when he's trying to push the thing back up. I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a minute. But the two little baby boosters come out and just like, brr, brr, and they also start like helping him push it forward. And I was like, oh, those are so yeah. cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I, whole sequence right there. I've, I've seen a lot of hate on that on Twitter today where, um, I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of fans like not not crazy about. They just don't see that as being like possible, you know, because he's just like he doesn't have the serum or anything, you know, and a lot of people are like fighting. Mm-hmm. Like we have to look at like what all he's using, you know, he's got the booster like he's got his just general like jets that he's using. And then he's got all of his gadgets that are also helping because, yeah, like he's just a normal person. Like it's it, I can see that perspective of like, how can this guy like hold this? huge van that's got like what four or five people in it and not hit the ground or anything Mm -hmm. but you know it kind of becomes this thing of like physics of like you gotta look at like everything going on um i did have a moment where i thought that when he was pushing it i was like it's crazy that he's pushing and it the the difference in weight between the car pushing against his body and the booster pushing his body into the car it would just Mm -hmm. smush him and he would die. But in my mind, I was like, oh, he they could have at least done something where like maybe his wings come forward and like stick yeah. in the car. And so we're like, oh, the wings are pushing only because we do see this a couple times in this episode where he either gets hit into something or something lands on him like the helicopter, the helicopter that crashes. He like deflects it with his wings uh, when he gets hit into the boat. He, you know, balls up in the wings and I was like, oh, okay, like these, so these are like cool vibranium wings or something. Like they don't seem to get damaged. They're able to do all this cool stuff. Um, so I, I did have that moment where I was like, he, they really should have made it so his yeah. wings were helping him push so that it's a little more believable. But. I think that would have been a great moment to bring in another Avenger. Like just with everything yeah. that was going on having like war machine show up and then just being like, Hey, I got this, go save him cap. Oh, that would, yeah, that would have been great. Like, that would have been like, that would have been really solid. Cause, cause we haven't even gotten into this. This was a, an emotional episode. There are, there are a couple moments, two, two moments that happened near the end where I was definitely getting emotional from this. I think that would have just been like, mm-hmm you know, the cherry on it to have, have another Avenger show up. is like, all right, Cap, you know, you go get them. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think it would have been really cool to, 
it could have yeah. been anybody. I mean, it could have been, yeah, like War Machine, you've already shown him yeah. in the show. Why not bring him back? But, like, I mean, heck, it could have been White Vision. It could have been Loki. I don't know. It could have been, they could have thrown anybody in there, and it would have been like a, oh, this is cool. I think that's what the Marvel series and Netflix suffered mm-hmm. from, was that they tried to reference the movies, but the movies never referenced yeah. them. Where in these shows, it's like, oh, the movies, you know, the movies are the movies, and now we have these series, but the series always reference the movies, but then they make sure to throw people in from the movies into these Mm -hmm. series to be like, hey, remember, like, this is all the same universe. Mm -hmm. It's just a series now rather than a movie. And so I, I think that that was a missed opportunity, but... I don't think it was terrible right, without right. it. Agree. Yeah. So let's uh let's circle back to Sharon and Bucky cuz they kind of like one point they kind of all they're all together but then they split up. So Sharon and Bucky are kind of have their own little duties and we can kind of lead up to the big reveal or the or I guess one of the answers. I'm trying to think Bucky um who is Bucky? Bucky was going after the hostages, right? Yes. Well, his original job was to not let any of them leave, which or not let them any of them leave. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, don't let any anyone leave the building, and that just seemed like flop. That was going by so fast, and that may go back to like the writing for this episode of like with so much going on, it's it was like hard to follow at some point of like. You know what? Are, what is everyone really yeah. supposed to be doing, and why aren't they doing it? And that I think that was a that was a big issue with Bucky's first job was that it almost seemed like kind of breezed over what he was supposed to do, and then he wasn't able to do it. And then Sharon got mad at him, and she was like, "You had one job," and I was like, "Wait, what was his job?" I feel like it was just very yeah. compressed, and. I don't know, like, we'll talk about it once we get there, but, like, I feel like the whole second half of the episode could have been the part that they shortened or compressed in the first half where everything was happening. They should have dragged it out a little bit more because there were just, even even just Bucky and Sharon the whole time uh, Sam was fighting everyone in the helicopter, it seemed like every time we went to them, I didn't, I didn't understand where they were or what they were doing or how they got to where they were. It was just like, ah, they're chasing the flag smashers. But it was like, wait, but weren't they supposed to be saving hostages? But really, all of the hostages were together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I didn't understand what was supposed to be happening as far as why they were separated. Um it was just kind of like, oh, we need to make sure that like Sam does his thing and Bucky does his thing. And I was like, okay, I, I get it. You're you're putting Sam, and this happens later as well. Like once they kind of get through everything and they split up because they get back together and then they split up again, and it seems like they keep putting Sam by himself. And I don't know if that's because they're like he's Captain America. Like we want to show him taking more responsibility. Right as Captain America while Bucky and John can work together. But it's like, but Bucky Mm -hmm. and John have super soldier serum. Like if anyone should be on their own, wouldn't it make more sense for 
them to be on their own. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. I I guess I understood why they were doing it, but it was kind of I don't know, s- s- just slapped together. Yeah, I wonder if there was a storyline where they put John and Sam together, but then they that's where you would see more of like a mm-hmm. cat versus cat fight. Cuz that's one thing we we talked about is like we were kind of expecting like Okay, like now we basically more or less have two Captain Americas. Like we're gonna see them really go toe to toe. Didn't even get anything like that. It could have even be fun if like they were maybe they got together and they had to fight Carly, and they were mm-hmm. doing things like th- he would throw the shield and it would bounce off her and go to John, and he would catch it and then he would throw the shield. I don't know, like something like that where it was them because i feel like this whole series has been right sam's story versus bucky's story and john was kind of like the pseudo enemy but now here we get to the end and it's like here's john and bucky's story and here's sam's story and i was like why are john and bucky together they don't have anything together really so and sharon sharon was with them as well so it was like here you separated sam off by himself and then grouped everyone else together. There's four people. Why would you do three and one? That doesn't make sense. Um, but again, I get that they were like trying to show, oh, in my mind, they were trying to show Sam taking on more responsibility being Captain America or coming into that role. Well, I guess do we want to get to a big, a big reveal that you definitely called (laughs) so we get to see uh a moment being had where uh carly is you know she she chases down sharon or no sharon i guess surprises carly while carly's trying to run away and we get to find out that sharon is indeed the power broker uh and Batrock walks out of the shadows and you're like, uh oh, this is this crazy, like everyone's pointing guns at each other. Batrock wants more money, and then boom, Sharon just kills him. And I was like, Whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, I guess he's not coming back anymore. <laughs> like nope. Batrock is gone. Uh and then it it just got it got even crazier right like we find out sharon is indeed power broker she's trying to like recruit carly to come back to work with her carly shoots her she shoots carly everybody's shooting everybody sam comes in and is like essentially like hey stop fighting and then even though carly is trying to get him to fight he refuses to fight back which i thought was kind of like a cool moment of him being like no like look i understand why you're upset but you don't need to like kill people to fix it uh and then sharon kills her and it i don't i didn't even know what to think after that because in my mind i was like i mean sam was close enough right that he could have heard yeah that she was power broker but these are the things like her her whole like everything leading up to that was just so obvious. But I I you know, I, I've been like as circling back on all the past episodes, I've always kind of like, yeah, there's a good chance she is because because they did make it 
fairly obvious. You know, she's got some motive behind her. Um, She had all of the gadgets early on. You know, if you Mm. look at the clues, like Power Broker is watching. Well, she's got access to the satellite. She's been seeing everything, you know. Mm. But, you know, no one's really going to know unless you're in that that core circle that she is the power broker. Um, But just this whole episode, just the way she was behaving and acting like. It's like, why didn't anyone pick up on that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like you would think like, like, because all the see talk about gadgets. I mean, like she like kills someone else with like this, like mercury gas and stuff. It's like, where'd you get that? That's like, you just had that on you this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, what are you really up to? Like, so yeah, I mean, to me, that was like a satisfying moment. Like I was like, okay, like, okay. I pretty much felt this whole time that she was power broker. Now we know, um, you know, I, I have seen some other arguments of like, okay, but is she the power broker or is she really undercover still? Like, could there be someone else as the power broker and she's still like more or less in this agent mode? Mm-hmm. Um, Hard to say. Um, I'm kind of leaning that she is the power broker. Like the agent thing is kind of after no the longer. like the wrap up for her at right. the end of the episode. I because I thought that too. I was like, maybe she just works for him, or maybe she's like mm-hmm. trying to root him out. But then at the end, I was like, yeah. ah, nah, she's bad. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. gone. Because <laughs> you, you, we don't know who she was on the phone with per mm-hmm. se, other than it could just be someone under her of like you know, get our typical buyers ready because I'm going to have a bunch of stuff to right. <laughs> sell off. <laughs> I guess having your boyfriend leave you for your aunt messes you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, so this is a moment where I had to stop the episode to see how much time was left because Carly gets killed and I was like, oh, man, they killed the the bad guy for the episode. So, oh, this episode's probably almost over. And then I moved the mouse around to see how much longer <laughs> was left in the episode. And we were, like, at the halfway point. And I was like, what else could happen? Like, you've, you've redeemed John. You've killed the main Flag Smasher. Zemo's in prison. Wakanda's kind of, I mean, you kind of wrapped up that whole thing. What's left? You know who Power Broker is. Yeah, yeah, we figured out Power Broker. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, how is there still like 30 minutes of this episode left? I think it was like 20 minutes, but still. A 20 minute victory. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of curious to see um, because I guess there was one character that I kept my eye on for a while and um, it was, uh, I can't remember his name. He was a flag smasher, but he had like the longer hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always he was generally always with Carly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to go look up that character name. There was a brief moment where I was like, there could be something ex- like more with this guy. Like, I wonder if he, potentially he could be the power broker. Um, but his story got wrapped up pretty quickly because <laughs> we don't really know how many of this group that there were or there are or how many more there are. That was another thing. Like at the end of the last one, it kind of built up like there was going to be this huge army. 
of uh, Flag Smashers, but I didn't feel like we really got much of that. No, there's episode. like 11 of them. Yeah. <laughs> felt less than that. <laughs> so that that was a bit of a disappointment. Like, going, yeah, like, I wish we would have gotten a lot more Flag Smashers. I guess in a way, you know, there, there was only so much serum left that they could provide for other people. They just could have made it feel a little bit more um, meaningful there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I feel like there there was like potential for a big fight with the Flag Smashers when John Walker first shows up. And that fight really didn't last that long. And the main person that was fighting was Carly because she was still there. And then once she left, it was just kind of like that fight was over. And then the next time we see them, they're like running away basically. And then they get caught by the cops. And I was like, oh... Kind of thought yeah. something more would happen with them. Yeah, I was hoping that that one flag smasher would kind of like take up and be the new leader. You know, if Carly's not around, like he was going to kind of like be this leader. But, you know, they, they get into that van and then you have that int- really interesting moment where like the police officer was like believes in them. Well, so that's what I couldn't I couldn't tell. I was like, does this guy believe in them or is he in cahoots with Zemo and his butler? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that so was a moment that, where that happened, and I was like, "Oh, <gasps> the butler <laughs> he shows up." Yes. So yeah, they get in that van, and they're they're basically like as they're driving off, it kind of pans over, and you see this this random butler in a car, and then done explosion. They're gone. <laughs> it's almost like thinking about this. It feels like there's so many nods to like Joker, in a way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you get you you kind of have this uh, this, you know, the Heath Ledger Joker where like it's all about sending the message kind of moments. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, I'm going to get the last laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he like, did. <laughs> and he, yeah. You basically like after it happens, you, you kind of this is you get that final moment with Zemo where he's in a cell, but he just kind of like has this smile on his face like he looks straight into the right. camera and smiles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I uh I thought that was like a a crazy moment, but I also feel like they had to they couldn't just have a bunch of super soldiers out there, right? Just for mm-hmm. the sake of the MCU. They can't be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we have these like five other people that are just as strong as Captain America, but they're in the raft." And it's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I I kind of understand why they kind of wrapped up that story by just getting rid of them all yeah yeah because initially my thought was like okay they're gonna send them to the raft but zemo's probably got this plan of he's gonna kind of build his own little posse get out and then he's gonna shift back over and be like a core villain versus Mm -hmm. you know this character that just kind of shows up and does some stuff um but you still don't know are you good or you bad like where are you really lying like um I really so, enjoyed yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, Sam's speech that happened yeah, like, right so, before mm-hmm. that. I thought that was that was probably my favorite part of the whole episode. Uh, it was just like so powerful and coming from Sam. Like you know, there's all those moments where people are like, "Oh, are you Falcon or are you Captain America?" Or like, "Oh, hey, that's the Black Falcon." And the other guy's like, "No, that's Captain America." And I was like, 
yeah, like this is cool. Like <laughs> he's addressing everybody. Like mm-hmm. it was just it was so cool to see that happen, especially thinking back to episode one where he just kind of like he's like here have the shield and then doesn't want to be a part of it really you know mm-hmm. um it was cool to see that growth even even if it was kind of condensed because we only had six episodes it was cool mm-hmm. to see him grow so much from the first episode to this episode which in my mind is like a week in time as far as this series goes mm-hmm. because it's it's it seems to be nighttime like once an episode and daytime once an episode <laughs> so it's like okay is this just a day i don't know i don't know what the timeline is yeah. here but no that that was so fulfilling just kind of circling back to the moment he had before with isaiah and the conversation they had of you know what he went through and you know he was just so sold meaning isaiah was like you know, no one's going to root for a black Captain America. Mm-hmm. It's just never going to happen. And this, you know, Sam just proved like it, it'll happen. Right. I know it'll happen. I'm, I'm going to show you that it can happen. And like shows that and like, yeah, that whole scene was very emotional for sure. Mm-hmm. Just kind of getting, you know, toe to toe with the government. Like, yeah, and just like in his face too. He's like, "This is yeah. your job. Figure it out." And I was like, "Yeah, get him, yeah. Sam." <laughs> I liked all the bits where it cut to like Bucky and John in moments of the speech that were relevant to them. Like whenever he's like, "It's hard to wear this suit and be judged by everybody," and John's over there like, "Preach." <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Oh man, you could really dive into that because you got to look like again like. Sam, at the end of the day, he's not a super soldier. So what's to stop any other American, like any American from picking up that shield and doing, you know, like that's powerful right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's the difference between John and Sam is that Mm -hmm. John thought, he needed to be a certain way and needed to look a certain way to be Captain America. Whereas Sam just is that way. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was never Sam trying to be anything. Sam was just being yeah. Sam. And uh, so, yeah, I, that was like such a cool way. And honestly, it was like from that point on the rest of the episode felt like I was watching the last Lord of the Rings movie and it had like 30 endings. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we just kept yeah. seeing wrap up after wrap up after wrap up. And it was like, I get it. They want to wrap all these stories up. But some of them were like, why did, why is that what we wrapped well, on? <laughs> let's talk about the worst wrap up, Walkers. I did not like that one bit. <laughs> you don't like his US that agent outfit? <laughs> it's not just that. It's just that whole thing just felt lazy. Mm hmm. And just weird in a way. It's just like, it's almost like you're a U.S. agent, but you're just going to have this moment with your wife. And it's like just the whole setup just kind of, I don't know, I wasn't buying it. Yeah, yeah. Because he felt like it was just like this giddy little moment of like. Yeah, he like oh, spins. <laughs> he does like a twirl. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> well, it's black. It's not blue, but I guess black will work. 
Mm-hmm. And like weirdly, it does look better with the black on it instead of the blue. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And to what we talked about earlier, like I saw I saw an image earlier today where it kind of showed um, the Captain America Falcon suit versus the comic and then U.S. agent versus the comic. And, you know, they did a great job like matching it up. I just think that whole moment could have been a little bit cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely you know, we get to see we get to see Bal again. And it's definitely like you can tell Marvel's really trying to like they want you talking about Val's character because mm-hmm. she's referencing blowing up, you know, the van of like, oh, look what Zemo did. But did he do it? That seems like something I would do. Mm-hmm. But did I do it? I didn't do it. But did I? <laughs> I really like her character. She's really funny. Uh, but it is yeah. kind of like, oh, is she going to be the new. Like the new head of shield. Mm-hmm. Or is she going to be like. Coulson and agents of shield. Where it's like she's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. here, but whenever we go back to making movies, then we'll have Nick Fury come back and he'll be in charge again. Because it seems like, I mean, she's in charge of something. Yeah. But it seems real shady. Yeah. So it could be that, it could be the, uh, oh, what what are they called? The Ox Group. Uh, Mm -hmm. It could be that. We could have that happening right now which is like they're you know trying to save the world by any means necessary and i mean he has his new outfit and he has his gun mm-hmm. again in his holster so it's like okay obviously they don't care that much about him shooting people so yeah he must have some some kind of benefits back where he's getting a paycheck yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah be curious uh, yeah i am curious because it it seems like with these two characters, it's like we're just going to be in this like, well, are they good or bad? Because mm-hmm. I feel like when we see Walker again, we're going to see him on both sides. They'll send him to do something that's kind of good and heroic and then turn around and be like, now you need to go kill this person. Right. Yeah. He's he's and almost like America's winter soldier. Minus the brainwash. Like, right. That's kind of what it seems. Plus more American imagery. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a big American flag on his chest. The the note I wrote for the scene is literally just black suit evil question mark. <laughs> Cause I'm not really sure what role he plays in the comics. It sounded pretty bad based on some of the stuff that I read about it, but maybe he's more of like an anti hero or somebody who's just kind of like doing different stuff. Uh, yeah, I he's like a government funded punisher. <laughs> So like you can't call him a bad guy, but he ain't but real also good. He's, yeah, yeah, he's not great. Uh, yeah, that that I agree. I think that was one of the weaker of the wrap ups because it was again. I feel like it was just one of those things that maybe that scene was supposed to be like ten minutes long, but they mm-hmm. didn't have time, so they crushed it down yeah. real quick. Very short. Yeah, it's hard to grudge him his happiness. Uh, so he was as giddy as a little schoolgirl in his new outfit. <laughs> I think the other ending that I wasn't super keen on was the uh, the ending for Sam and Bucky where they were at the party. It just seemed, A, it seemed far too long. Like, mm-hmm. we, we saw so much. We saw, like, Bucky playing with the kids and the cake, and then we saw Sam, like, taking pictures with people, and then we saw Bucky mm-hmm. playing with some other kids with his arm, and then we saw Sam taking some pictures with people, and I was like, we get it. 
everyone's trying to take pictures with Sam because he's Captain America and Bucky has a metal arm that's super strong. I get it. And then the camera like pans up and starts to like zoom out to make like this epic shot. But the entire time it's out of focus. And I was like, what? What is this? Why? Why did we see? Why did we waste so much time on this? But we can't spend a little bit of this excess time on like the plot or the story that was happening at the beginning or middle of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even get like a wrap up of like, do they do they sell the boat? Are they keeping that? Are they keeping the business? Yeah. Like what? What about like? Where's um, Torres with the wings? Because like I guess we can circle back. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But we can circle back on a couple of of like two other mo like yeah it feels like we're definitely missing one moment because we get we get a, a closing for isaiah mm-hmm. and then we do get another closing story for bucky and and even with a therapist yeah which you know those together is like that other emotional moment for me of sam taking isaiah uh to the uh the captain america uh exhibit and showing like the isaiah bradley statue mm-hmm and being able to share that story with everyone so everyone knows. Right. Which I thought was cool, was, except yeah. Isaiah talks about like how they were like 500 of them, right? Mm-hmm. Or what, mm-hmm. 100 of them. And mm-hmm. the whole time, like I kept pausing every time it showed the Isaiah plaque behind him. But it was just mm-hmm. facts about Isaiah. And I was like, didn't he say there were more people? Like it's weird that yeah. Sam went out of his way to make this Isaiah Bradley room, but not a room about the entire program and i don't know if maybe that was like we're supposed to think that was some government thing like they cut a deal with sam where they're like yeah yeah we'll give isaiah a room but we're not going to talk about all the experiments that we did or if Mm -hmm. it was just supposed to be like a oh here's this sweet moment between sam and isaiah well uh i'd have to go try to look at someone did share like the text Mm -hmm. you know there's like uh text next to the statue so someone did share what that has but we may need to uh circle back on this on the next episode to just like do some fact checks on some things mm. they did decide to keep the boat in the last episode though i remember the sister sitting down after they had fixed it up and she's like we mm-hmm. can't sell it now and he's like i knew it yay so <laughs> the boat arc apparently is closed <laughs> boat <fixed>. yeah <laughs> boat is fixed good uh, I did like Bucky's ending as well, uh, where he went and he told uh, the guy about killing his son. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird that then he went, it's like he left the apartment and went downstairs to the bar and somehow that old guy was there already eating. And I was like, wait, wasn't he just at his house? <laughs> well, this kind of goes back to like, how long is the series last? Because you don't know like... You know, it's like he must have probably told him in the evening, slept, and then the next day, Mm -hmm. that's probably what happened. Yeah, the editing there is weird for sure. And then, like, the the girl sees him and she just kind of like smirks at him, but not in like a cheeky way, more of just like a hey, I see you. Yeah, and then he just stares at them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely curious there if, uh, you know, if she knows about the conversation they had and if that's going to change her viewpoint on them or, yeah, you know, end of the day, if it's like you did the right thing. Yeah. And uh, it w- I felt like it was a moment of growth. We never really saw 
what we kind of thought was going to happen with the book that like some mm-hmm. something was going to try to take the book away or or destroy the book um it really only popped up a couple times uh and then he gave it back to the the therapist as like a gift like hey i finished the book mm-hmm. uh which yeah. i thought was like oh that's okay that's like a moment of growth he doesn't he doesn't need to live his life based on this book anymore mm-hmm. but all of the names were crossed off all of a sudden. So is this like mm-hmm. months later or did he just, was he finally just like, <laughs> I don't need to worry about all this and he scratched them all off? Yeah. My question is, is his therapy over? Like, did he send this nice gift being like, thanks for all the help? And she's like, you still got to come here. Like, yeah, like government regulated you. therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah, we're still worried about yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> We'll get season two in the, like in the opening scene. He's getting arrested <laughs> again. You didn't go to your court appointed therapy session, but I sent again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she didn't get the chocolates too. <laughs> yeah, that again. Yeah, again. This this probably could have been a little bit. Like, I almost would have liked to see a, a final conversation between them mm-hmm. to kind of really wrap it up. But again, this kind of goes back to, like, the complaint of, like, they could have made this a couple episodes longer. Yeah. Kind of do that kind of stuff would have been nice. When at least at the end of WandaVision, we kind of know what Wanda and Vision are doing. Yeah. Where this right. ends and it's just them at a party but it's like okay well mm-hmm. after this party like are you guys going to team up and be Captain America and Bucky or are you going to like go your separate ways and never see each other again or like what's what's the next step for them it didn't like really it teased the next step for Sharon it teased the next step for John but we didn't really get a like what's next for Sam and Bucky. For them, for Sam and Bucky, we really didn't. But the other big thing that I really take away from this is is it's setting up the future heroes. Because like the the two big things is like you definitely see a shift with Eli at the end. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, he's when he's with the Isaiah, he's very protective. He's very like aggressive. But you see him smile at the end. So you see like him and Torres are definitely inspired by what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Like they know, like I want to be doing what they're doing. So, you know, right. they're kind of setting up like we're about to see Torres as Falcon. Well, that's what I thought see. when, yeah. when he was like, where are we going? I was like, for sure he's going to take mm-hmm. them to like an Avengers campus and be like, Hey, you can live here. And you know, we, we're going to train yeah. your nephew or something like that to be like, Oh, young yeah. Avengers. That didn't yep. really happen. Not yet. Yeah, true. I mean, if we get a if we get a second season, you know, definitely want to see a scene with uh, with uh, Sam going, you know, Avengers Assemble. Mm-hmm. Like that'll be really cool. So that's what I hope for. <laughs> uh, well, then we also see we kind of talked about it earlier, but we also see Sharon, um, mm-hmm. Sam did what he said he was going to do and he got her pardoned. She got a full pardon, essentially got a job offer to go back to work for she was CIA, right? If I'm not mistaken. One of those. Uh yeah. Yeah. So she yeah, she got her like on the exact job. She got it her It sounded like she was getting the exact job back. Yeah, she was going to be an agent again. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. and he even calls her agent Carter. Um mm-hmm. 
And then she goes outside and immediately calls someone and says, hey, line up our buyers. I'm about to have access to like a whole lot of stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, so she's the power broker and now she's going to sell a bunch of like tech and secrets from the American military and stuff. So it's like, oh, that's so sinister. Like what a sinister way to end Sharon's like run in this show, especially when she like, I don't know. I, it seems like the weirdest person to be like, now you're evil. Mm. You, you dated Captain America. Your grandmother was like the, one of the founding people in S.H.I.E.L.D., but now you're bad. And not just bad, but like you're in charge of all the bad. I was like, oh, uh, I, I think, it. yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the whole in charge thing. That's that's kind of power broker's mo is like you don't really know who I am, but I'm kind of like the puppet master. I'm in charge of all this various things mm-hmm. and just keep it going. I mentioned earlier, I expected her to be in as like I mean, doing her own stuff, but also being like kind of a love interest for one of the guys. But she's not going to have time for anything else if she's working a government job and running an evil empire. It's just not <laughs> going to fit into her schedule. And I, I'm like y'all. Let, yeah. I don't. I don't really get this for for her character. She's. It's like she's done a total personality 180 from from the movies. Mm-hmm. If she's willing to do this kind of stuff, what they were saying in in the scene with uh, when she was getting her job back, they were saying that like that name is synonymous with service and things like that. And that's true. I. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to see mm-hmm. a character like this kind of kind of lose that that was so important to her early on and i understand you know she's angry because of how she was treated but still it seems it seems kind of out of left field well and it's like the complete opposite of steve because steve got you know he was also wanted but then he never like held it against america you know what i mean like he didn't turn evil but then neither did like Scott or uh, Clint. None, none of them are evil warlords. Well, I guess Clint kind of went yeah. a little crazy, but it was more for a, his family died. But I don't know. It just it's like, how, how did she stray so far away from what they were actually um, fighting for in Civil War yeah. to now be kingpin villain? Her Aunt Peggy would be so disappointed. Unless, unless she actually is working with Kingpin. There's a crossover. Crazy, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe she'll. Maybe she shows up in uh, Far From Home. Not Far From Home. What's the new one? Uh, No Way Home. Is that it? No Way Home. No yeah. Way Home. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe she's gonna show up, make an appearance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what I'm curious if we'll get a little bit more backstory of like maybe there was a previous power broker that somehow she ended up getting, you know, entangled with this previous power broker, but then kind of being around whoever this person was learning the ropes and mm-hmm. taking rain as the new power broker. That'd be cool. Cool little backstory. But let's just hope for season two. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed well before we leave today uh 
I kind of wanted to bring up another fun bit of Marvel news that happened this week. Uh, we got the, excuse me, the first big trailer for Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, I don't know about you two, but I was always like a big martial arts fan growing up. And so anytime there was a superhero that had some sort of martial arts skill, I was like, oh, yeah, like they're my favorite. Like I liked Iron Fist for the longest time. I hated Iron Fist's power. I thought it was like, I was like, ugh, what a like boring power to have versus like everyone else's powers. But still he did martial arts. So I was like, this is cool. Um, I remember finding Shang-Chi in uh, the Marvel, is it Kung Fu Fighters or Kung Fu Adventures or something? Was this the comic series that he shows up in? Um, And then throughout the years, he's shown up in a couple more. Uh, But when I heard they were making a movie, I was like, what a cool, like, out of left field character to be like, hey, we're going to make a full movie for. Because I don't even think Shang-Chi has like a comic series. Like, I think he's always teamed up with other people uh, as opposed to like having his own run of comics or something. So it's exciting to see that this is going to be its own movie. Um, In the trailer, we get to see hints of uh, the Mandarin but the actual Mandarin, not the mm-hmm. not the Iron Man three fake Mandarin, um, and then we also get to see a little bit of uh, the rings are a little bit different, I think, in this universe now. Uh, in the comics, they were f- like physical rings on his fingers, and each one had okay. a different power. Um, mm. That was the Mandarin's like thing. He was, mm-hmm. uh, he had like i think they were all they weren't like the infinity stones i think they were more like literal like water fire earth wind um but in this we get to see at one point the mandarin smash a table and the rings are almost more like bracelets on his arm uh so that'll kind of be interesting to see how they how they do that like are they actually bracelets on his arm or is that a power from one of the rings um i don't know i I thought the trailer was super fun i thought there was a lot of cool moments razor fist is in it who thought they were going to bring that guy out of (laughs) the depths of comic books and throw him in something uh but yeah i'm super excited you want to get alisa all I can really say is I don't know like anything about this character because if there wasn't a uh, cartoon in the 90s or a movie in the early 2000s before you know the MCU, I probably don't know that much about it. Um, but what I saw in the trailer was really promising. It has a lot of great action and imaginative fight sequences, that kind of thing. So I know I'm going to enjoy it. And I would appreciate it if maybe they would run a few issues of a new comic featuring him before it comes out so that some of us can get familiar. Um, <laughs> but... I'm excited, even though I am ignorant. <laughs> yeah, I watched this trailer a couple times, and it does look like a lot of fun. I, th- I guess where I'm curious with this film is, is it going to be its own thing, or is Marvel, you know, I figure Marvel will use this to set up something else. Mm-hmm. Could be something big. 
but this could be one of those where it's just for like the hardcore fans where they'll bring in characters that aren't super familiar unless you just like deep within some of these characters, you'll know who they are mm-hmm. and go with that. You know, there, there was parts of the trailer where to me, yeah, it feels like, okay, I've kind of seen this before, you know, like the, the fight scene we see, I guess he was like on a bus or something like, um, it feels like, okay, you've done this so many times. Like, yeah, it looks cool, but you know, I have seen this, you know, Mm -hmm. some fashion before, uh, which in a way feels a little lazy, but, but once you get to that point and through the rest of the trailer, when you start seeing more of the characters and more of the fighting, I was like, okay, I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like Kung Fu related things. Like I'm all for it. I'm ready. Um, so I'm definitely going to check it out. I agree. Like, I don't know much about these characters, so yeah, I'll have to deep dive and try to learn what I can. Uh, but either way, I'm going to watch it, yeah. I know that he runs with the... Uh, now I'm blanking on the name. But the team um, with Iron Fist and... The Defenders? Yes. Or yeah. Yes, but the new Defenders. The um, new ones? Is... He's a part of that team, so I'm almost wondering if maybe this movie will be the first in a series setting up the new Defenders, only mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of the Avengers cast is going to either age out or, mm-hmm. like, we've already seen a couple of them say they don't want to keep doing these movies anymore or keep signing these contracts. So I think as we see them kind of drop off, they're not going to want to recast them because they want this to be like a full universe. So I I feel like they're going to start introducing these smaller teams that have runs in the comics. And then that way we have this new Mm -hmm. team that can be the main focus. So I could see this being kind of like a lead in to maybe getting like an actual Iron Fist movie getting an actual Defenders movie rather than the Netflix series that yeah, kind of that, was its own That's thing. exciting, but it's also kind of a bummer because like I want to see more of like the the Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica Jones that we had. Like mm-hmm. it, it is a little heartbreaking. Yeah, I agree. Like eventually some of these will probably age out, but man, I just want, they got to bring it back for something. Mm. <laughs> It'd be so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I was really digging the the new Punisher that we have, and right, and with everything that we kind of know about the new Spider Man movie, like maybe maybe stuff like that mm-hmm. will happen where we get crossovers with the same character from different universes, and that's how we kind of yeah. get to yeah. get a nod to these other entities. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll find out. But I think next week we are going to have a full wrap up episode for falcon and the winter soldier or as we got to see at the end uh the title change to captain america and the winter soldier so now that that's kind of wrapped we'll do a wrap-up episode of that and then we'll kind of talk about uh what's coming up next which is the loki uh series and hopefully the black widow movie soon so. Uh, yeah. How many more times are they going to delay? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I keep thinking like, ah, oh, it's going to be like a month away. It'll premiere oh, on ABC in five years. <laughs> uh, but yep, that's what we'll pick up with next week. Uh, so thank you for joining us this week. Make sure to check out our social media, Agents of Mace, 
on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to, well, you're listening to this, so you're probably listening to the podcast on any of your major podcast listening platforms. But make sure to tell your friends that they can find us as well. And we will see you all next week. Bye. See you next week.